Welcome to the Elevate podcast, brought to you by the Registered Master Builders. Each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us get the best from our businesses, our teams, and ourselves. I'm your host, Ryan Castle. We talk to experts, advocates, and business owners in the construction industry to share their knowledge, insights, and experiences to help you build a better business and enjoy a better life. Now let the business building begin. David, welcome along to this episode of the Elevate Master Builders podcast. Great to have you on the show. Thanks, Ryan. I'm coming from a different location this time. You are indeed, and might be a useful context for our listeners to understand that we are recording this on the 30th of August. Uh, all of New Zealand is currently in a level four lockdown, uh, yep. and I guess that's got a reasonably uh, significant impact on why you're coming from a different location, David. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, you're used to working from home to a degree, but uh, yep, it's, it's an awkward, difficult time, but um, actually just getting my head around how it works and, and what we can control. So yeah, that's the reason for today, yeah. Mm. And it seems to be the vibe as I talk with my team and with, with others that I connect with that uh, the importance of establishing a routine around how you run your day in a, in a lockdown and uh, likes of you and I are probably reasonably uh, fortunate that we do have uh, the work, the type of work that we do as somewhat of a distraction. Um, you know, it certainly keeps us busy, whereas I'm sure many of our uh, members listening to the podcast are maybe a little more challenged because they can't go to site currently, they can't be with their teams, they can't meet with customers. Yeah. Uh, unless it being being virtually so uh, it's a challenging time for many of our members out there yeah that's right but you know just listening to the experts on this stuff they do say try to get into a routine so I think for as you say people who would normally be on site or different doing different sorts of work is maybe establishing a different routine when they're in lockdown um, uh, as I said when we were just talking before this uh, one of the questions I always ask people is how's the homeschooling going and so a number of people are learning some new skills along the way as well, uh, for good or evil. Um, some people enjoying it, some people getting a greater appreciation for teachers. Indeed, might be uh, prepared to pay a few more tax dollars so we can pay the teachers some more, do you think? Oh, I'm not sure they go quite that far. <laughs> oh, not that far. Okay, so Someone uh, else should pay for it, I think, is normally the answer. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Like, we need more prisons, just don't build them next to my house. That's it. Uh, David, let's uh, get your sense. You're obviously talking to plenty of members and uh, people out there in the community. What's your sense of the kind of temperature in the in the community at the moment? Uh, I think if we compare to last year, we, we were in um, across the whole country in level four lockdown. This year, people are just finding it a little bit more difficult. And I think for a range of reasons. Uh, one, the weather's not as good as when we went into level four lockdown last year. Uh, I think also there's a greater sense of uncertainty. Uh, here we go again, but we're not sure for how long. Um, although, uh, as we talk, I, I saw earlier this afternoon, the numbers in Auckland had dropped uh, quite a bit, which is really encouraging. So hopefully that gives people a bit of a lift. But I think it's that sense of uncertainty that people are just feeling um, a little less positive than they were last year. And, and part of it's just understanding your own feelings. And, and what we'll talk about a bit is um, and how you can control what you can control because um, some stuff you just can't control, you know, international supply chains, et cetera. Again, we'll talk about some of those things you can't directly, but there are other things you can do. And that's uh, where I, I get you know, people who've, who've got their head around that, I think, are feeling more positive about how they can control their destiny. Mm. And certainly we've observed with many members the uh, the less panic 
I think in the very first lockdown that New Zealand experienced, there was so much uncertainty. Uh, There was a concern that the entire economy, house prices, everything was all going to fall to the ground and it was going to be complete and utter disaster. My observation this time around is that people are, uh, yes, there's still a a level of uncertainty, but they are calmer. They realise that this is a stage that we need to work through. Uh, Fundamentally, the world's not going to change in the next few weeks. Um, It's unlikely that house prices will tumble, uh, you know, and I'm not an economist, so I don't want to uh, try and um, espouse with my crystal ball, but there just seems to be more understanding that we will be okay. Uh, things will get back to, you know, um, our maybe the new normal, but a sense of normal uh, post dealing with this current outbreak. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's just not knowing what this, what the length of this current outbreak is, but uh, I think in the next few days, we'll get greater certainty around that for Auckland, because that's where a lot of the concern is at the moment. Um and for the rest of the country, you know, step down to level three is a, is a bright spot. And hopefully we'll move through that reasonably quickly. Although I think the government will be cautious around this stuff. Indeed, indeed. Now, fortunately, we managed to get the constructive forum uh, completed before this lockdown happened. Um, yep. What's your reflection on constructive this year? Uh, well, firstly, yeah, it was a relief to get through it. We had a lot of disruption to our events last year, including Constructive, uh, and the, the events team, my team, uh, did a fantastic job in putting it on and just so pleased for them, apart from anything else. I think they might have abandoned ship if we'd had to cancel yet again, but they did a fantastic job. There's always a lot of work goes into this uh, because we do try and do different things we have deliberately tried to develop it as something that's for the whole of the sector, not just for ourselves. So there's quite a lot of pressure on us to put on a quality event, get really good speakers. Uh, And this year we went to full days, um, the first day on commercial construction, the second residential. So that added pressure. Overall, the feedback, both during the first two, during the two days and in the surveys has been really very, very positive. The, the overwhelming sentiment is the best one we've run, that there's a lot of re- really good content. Um, we, we didn't get speakers who just talk at people for an hour and then jump off stage. We do use the panel sessions and we try and get people who are going to have different views and very positive feedback about um, that style of things. Um, we also tried to give people a sense where things are improving. So issues around commercial construction, where there is some better practice coming through in procurement, Um, not universal yet by any means, but there is a definite change in the way some government agencies are procuring. Uh, I think some interesting things around how construction companies are stepping up to the sustainability challenge and giving practical things. Um, And then with the housing side, uh, really good debate about Um, what the future of New Zealand housing is, the policy issues. But then again, some practical things. What can people do in their own jobs, in their own businesses? So really pleased with the way it went, really good feedback. And there's a few things that we'll be following up with um, when we've had a chance just to debrief. And Dave, was there a particular session or a particular speaker that are a real standout for you when you reflect? Uh, me personally, I think it was the, the panel session on the second day, uh, the first one up where we had the debate around housing policy. Uh, Andrew Crisp, who's the chief executive of Ministry of Housing and Urban Development, 
um, who's got a tough gig, I have to say, because he's the one that's really fronting some really difficult choices. Uh, uh, but also um, great other panellists on there with different views, including uh, Mark Todd from Ockham Residential, Fran Wilde from the Urban Development Institute. Um, and, and they all had really different views and they challenged each other. Um, and so that was great. And, and, and I think that's what we needed and still need in the housing debate um, to, to really have a sense of where we're going so that the industry has confidence and New Zealanders have the houses that they deserve. So that was the one that that I thought was the best session. Personally, other people will have different views. Sure. And whenever we can bring that open discussion uh, and I guess an, an open attitude to those kind of discussions, not a, I'm always right, that must mean you're always wrong, but a, hey, this yep. is currently my position. Give me your insights. What can I learn from you? How can we get a, get yep. a better outcome going forward? It's always going to be a good result. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that that frustrates me at times. You know, we'll get opinion pieces in in papers, um, potentially from journalists who will say, "Is this the solution to our housing problem?" And you know, the answer is going to be no. Um, it is a complex issue, and it's only by confronting it in reality and, and including the private sector in that debate. And that's the critical thing. It's not just government coming up with the magic solutions. No one can do this on their own. So that's the stuff that I think is really valuable. I think the other thing I'd, I'd just reflect on, Ryan, um, where I started was we are trying to do this as a whole of industry sector. And it's great to see um, other people from outside of master builders turning up in, in larger numbers, uh, particularly um, a number of architects, both the, the current president of the Institute of Architects and the incoming president, we had the chief executives of a number of the industry associations, like plumbers and electricians, roofers, uh, et cetera. And that's great. It's, and, and they um, gave very strong feedback about the value of having a broader uh, understanding and debate about what's going on in the sector, because we're all in this together, right? Um, so I was really pleased with their attendance and engagement. Fantastic. And understand, David, that Master Builders uh, commissioned some research ahead of the constructive forum. Can you yep. give us some insights into kind of what was, uh, what kind of insights you were looking for, and then maybe some of the key findings out of that? Yeah, it's, so this is um, something we're looking to do on an annual basis. It's not the first time we've done it, uh, but we do it with um, a broad range. Um, and in this case, we had over 300 people responded who are working in the construction sector. Right. Uh, some of it we knew, but it was good to get um, a concrete handle on it and to get a sense of the size of the problem. So the three big issues, are supply chain, not surprisingly, availability of materials, um, product substitution, uh, waiting times, etc. Uh, second issue, uh, price increases. That's come through again and again, uh, and, and everyone's suffering that now. It started off, if we'd run this a year ago, we would have heard it, but nowhere near as strongly as we do now. And then the third one is um, skilled labour availability. Uh, again, that's been an issue probably for three years, uh, maybe four years, but now it's it's jumped a lot. Uh, and... Um, and also a very significant uh, number where it's saying it's not just an issue, but it's a significant issue for my business right now. All right. And can we maybe explore those a little deeper, David? So if we talk the first one around supply chain, 
Um, what's what were maybe some of the things that came up around constructive in that? Uh, what are some of the things you're aware of and how the that problem and you know that is not only across construction but across almost every uh, industry that has um, import uh, involved? How's what what are you what are you seeing is topical in there and what's happening? Yeah, I think it's just I think people are, are much more um, reconciled to the fact that this is the this is the world they live in right now. And it's going to be here for a while. It's not going to get better next week or next month. It's probably another 18 months, maybe two years. We were going to have supply chain constraints, interruptions. Uh, some of it's from global demand. Uh, some of it's simply the, the peak of work we've got going on right now. We don't have sufficient manufacturing capacity in New Zealand, for instance, uh, around timber. So so the, the discussion, uh, and it's continued on since, is, Okay, if we understand that, how do we deal with that? Um, how do we, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll put in the pricing part because it goes together. Um, how do we ensure that we're pricing for uh, continued increase in, in material prices? Understand that there's going to be delays. How do we plan for that? But also we need to price that in. You can't charge when you've got downtime, but you still have to think about your overall, your overall margins and overhead. So you, you need to price that properly. Um, and you need to communicate with your customers uh, and also think about if I can't get this particular uh, cladding or um, whatever other material, what's the substitute and how do I go around that in a way that it still meets the building code and the design requirements and that my customers know that that's what we have to do. Sure. So, so those are the things. It's, um, it's just reinforced that really good practice, I think, Ryan. Mm. And Dave, we see so much impact, uh, particularly on costs to the to the building process. Uh, would certainly encourage our uh, listeners to go and check out the webinar that we did with Mark Holland from Hazelton Law. Uh, yep. He went, uh, provided some fantastic insights about how under the core uh, contracts, you can look at what you can and can't do around price changes. Um, we'll make sure we put the link to that webinar in the show notes. Uh, yep. Would highly encourage anyone who didn't, who didn't attend to um, check that out because Mark's got some really useful insights about how we manage that price aspect of the, the changing environment yeah absolutely um no it's really good and it's really good practical advice and we may well think about another um webinar in the not too distant future um because i think there are other things that are emerging as we go along yeah and david we've talked on the podcast regularly about mental health and the the challenges and we see some very good initiatives uh, across industry with the likes of mates in construction and then more broadly mental health uh, that is not specific to construction but it feels like we are having uh, more open conversations about mental health which is a great place to start we do know that the construction center is at the wrong end of the statistics um, in terms of being overrepresented in, in mental health challenge um, again, was there a particular focus or discussion around that at Constructive? Yeah, firstly, with the survey, um, 88% of the respondents said that uh, stress or mental health, however they described it, was an issue. Uh, and and that's, that's certainly up on what we've heard previously. Uh, it's probably always been there to a certain degree, but I think people are much more open about it now. Uh, Ryan, that, that it's kind of okay to discuss it. And, uh, and so we had, um, it came through in a number of the sessions. We did have Victoria from Mates and Construction present and a really powerful presentation, uh, but it was, it, it 
sort of uh, was a theme that went through many of the other sessions as well. So um, obviously a concern about the stress people are under, but on the positive side, people are talking about it. People are actively looking at, okay, what can I do? Um, am I okay myself? Um, am I checking up on my friends, my colleagues, my workmates, my staff? So that's, that's uh, I think, a positive, um, and, and there's some work we're just looking at now to, to follow up on that. I know a lot of our presidents around the, the branches, um, uh, again, a year ago, it was an issue people were becoming more aware of, now much more interested in, okay, what are we going to do about this? And how do we uh, step forward and step up in a leadership capacity? So look, it's, it's, um, it's the concern, but um, the first step, I guess, is acknowledging it's an issue. Let's, let's find a way of dealing with it. Indeed. And Dave, would you have any advice for all those uh, tradies out there who love their fishing, normally can't get to the fishing because they're so busy doing their trade. Now they've got the time that they could go fishing, but they're not allowed because of lockdown. Any any advice for them on how they might deal with that situation? Well, and on le- level four, it's even worse. You can't even get takeaways. So, terrible. So, yeah, look, I, I think it's, uh, it's not going to be a substitute for going fishing, I'm afraid. But I think part of it is about doing the planning. And there's a number of uh, builders, small builders, large builders, uh, who have said their attitude has been um, there's a lot of stuff they never get to. But during an enforced lockdown, this is the time to get on with it. Uh, And I know that people that did it last time said actually they came out of lockdown feeling pretty positive because they dealt with all of that stuff that was in the back of their mind that was really worrying them. It, it's back to this issue of you can't control everything, yes. but there are some things you can. Uh, and some of that is um, uh, the planning side, but also talking to your customers, keep in contact, tell them where you're at, um, give them realistic expectations about uh, uh, the delay in the program. You may or may not know when you can get back on site, but just tell them that uh, and, and let them know, I will let you know when we are able to get back on site. Yeah. Those things uh, I know sort of lance the boil of the customers feeling anxious because they're feeling anxious as well. And they've got more time to focus on their building project than they might otherwise have had. So, um, yeah, it's it's probably a bit boring, but I think doing that planning and communication mm-hmm. will pay dividends over time. And we're also seeing uh, many of the members taking the time to do some of the courses that are available on Elevate. Uh, and that's often uh, we hear people say, oh, I just wish I had some time to work on my business, not in it. Yep. This is obviously a great time to do that. And in there we have a whole bunch of courses, everything from how can you work better with your people? How can you lead them better through to, you know, the really practical things like how can we do pricing more effectively? Um, so it's a good time to jump on Elevate. Uh, you can access that just direct from the Master Builders uh, homepage. Uh, yep. same page uh, good chance to jump in there and improve your skills and do a bit of work on the business yeah absolutely and also your staff um, it's not just for the business owner so it's free to your staff if you get hold of us uh, give us their uh, contact details in terms of their emails they can be doing that from home uh, if they've got downtime as well uh, then um, one of the things you may choose and I, I know others did last year to say to their staff my expectation over this time, if I'm still to pay you, is that you get on and you do this. And then we can have a chat about it. 
um, or even run sessions after they've individually gone on Elevate to just have a conversation about, well, what did you make of that? Spot on. Very good. Okay, let's um, come back to the research again, what you, what you found. One of them was, uh, one of the findings was around the supply of skilled labour. Yep. What's your thoughts there, David? Uh, well, I think there's, there's two things. As I say, it's, it's been an issue for a while, but it's exacerbated now for those, the two reasons of we've got a lot of work on, the pipeline of work is really strong. And when we've had peaks of work in the past, we've been able to get people from overseas. We can't do that now. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion with government, uh, but every sector in New Zealand is crying out for skilled people. So we're not going to suddenly open the, the gates and have a flood of people coming in. So it's a matter of managing it, uh, thinking about um, how you might use technology or the way you can use people smarter, uh, perhaps plan so you've got less downtime but also simply plan for the fact that there will be some skill shortages. And what does that mean for you in your business? Uh, it may be that you, you can work with other businesses and sharing resources um, in, a, in a particular regional location. Uh, I reckon, I think that's really up to individual business to work that through. As I say, there's quite a lot of discussion with government as we work through um, the vaccination program. We may see some changes next year uh, I don't see it really changing this year. Um, for some specialist jobs, there are some MIQ places, but that won't happen. That won't help with um, the broad demand for experienced tradespeople, unfortunately. Yeah, probably the best thing that, that we can all do as New Zealanders get vaccinated ourselves. And I know there is some varying opinion around that, but uh, we know that probably it's one of the biggest things in terms of being able to open our borders is having mass vaccination completed. So we're at uh, lower lower risk. Um, so it might be I, also... Yeah, look, I think, I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all got pretty complacent uh, over the last six, nine months. Indeed. Um, we, no, we thought COVID was something that was happening overseas, right? Exactly. We thought we were immune. Uh, and Delta has been a big scare. And just looking at the numbers of people who are both getting tested but also vaccinated, suddenly that shot up. I think it's um, – I hope that it's, uh, it's shaken everyone out of their complacency and, and people do uh, get on with it. Certainly from Master Builders, we support the government's vaccination program. We encourage people to do so if they can, as soon as they can. Have you had a shot yourself, David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, in fact, I had my second one the day after uh, Constructive. So uh, I was able to um, get through Constructive first and celebrate by having a second vaccination. That's really exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah. Indeed. Look, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a prick in the arm. It's, uh, it's not a big deal from my point of view. The, the key thing, you know, I think we would encourage all our members is, to facilitate that for your staff, um, particularly when you're not in lockdown, uh, give them time off if that's necessary to go and get it. And if they're feeling crook the following day, be a bit understanding about that. Indeed, great, great advice. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share, David, there around the um, findings from the research or constructive? No, I think those are the big ones. Um, uh, as I say, I think... You know, it's easy to be doom and gloom. I think there were some really positive things coming through. Uh, and I think the industry is strong and it's a, it's a pretty um, adaptable industry, really. The people that work in it are resilient. 
and and they do think of new ideas and what I'm encouraged by is that we are having these discussions with central government. The one actually I, I should mention um, as, a, as a case in point, uh, building consents uh, is something that we all get really, excuse the language, just pissed off with the delays, the inconsistency. There was a very good session on the last day of constructive um, with John Sneed, who's one of the GMs from MB. Um, the head of Auckland uh, con, uh, consenting, um, Aidan Jury from Genie and Homes, and we also had Sunil from uh, Brands, and a really positive discussion about what they're looking at to streamline and improve the consenting system across the country. Uh, and uh, I'm really, um, really, really pleased at the leadership that's coming through that group and the changes that we will uh, get um, in the not too distant future. It won't entirely fix it, but I think there are some good practical things coming through. Good to hear some progress in that area. I'm sure there'll be lots of our listeners out there nodding, going, uh, keep it going. And if you can move it faster for us, David, that would be even better. I'm sure they will. Okay, let's wrap today's session with a uh, question of the day for you, David. If you had to work in the building industry yourself, and you could choose any trade to be in the building industry, which one would you choose? A trade? Now, does that mean on the tools or does it mean yes, more Yes, on the tools, doing the hard yards. No more of this pushing paper around, David. We're we getting yeah, on site. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd be a carpenter. Carpenter. Nice. Yeah. And why, yeah. why is that? Oh, I think a carpenter is the one that kind of um, uh, sees the whole of the uh, building come together. The, 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 I guess it just sort of plays into the way I think I like to see the sort of bigger picture and how it all forms together. And I think the carpenter is the one for me that leads that process in a physical sense. Yeah, and they always seem to have the flashiest utes as well. They've always got the latest Ranger model, haven't they? So they must uh, be doing well, right. Those builders out there. Well, the the plumbers. One of the panelists said plumbers have more boats than anyone else. But uh, oh well. Uh, is that just because they're good with water? Yeah, well, could be, could be. <laughs> Might be a bit of a stretch. Uh, we're entering into dad joke territory here, David, so we better uh, wrap it up. Um, thanks for your uh, insights on the Chiefs Chat today, David. We appreciate those uh, very much. Go well, and we'll Pleasure see you on the well. next episode. You too. Thanks, Ryan. Take Bye-bye. care.